Okay, let's get into session two. I hope you've been enjoying the the workshops and and the talks and the, just the fellowship together. Um, the hardest thing for us to do in life, <clears throat> for most of us, is trying something new. The hardest thing is trying a new sport or a new hobby or a new job or a new challenge in life. We usually settle for what we're familiar with. Personally, if you want to know more about me personally, and maybe you don't know this about me, but I'll tell you, I'm boring. If I could, I could eat the same thing every day, wear the same thing. As you can see, God, <laughs> God gave me a little gift becoming a priest too. I can wear the same thing, same friends, same, if I had a choice, same kind of job, keep everything the same every day. That's my personality. I'm more of like, just want it the same. I don't want to try something new. One of the hardest things for me to do, and maybe you'll realize that on this conference, is for me to meet someone new. It's very awkward for me. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I'm not sure what, how to, like it's very hard for me in my introverted personality to, to meet someone new. You'll find me like in a corner with the same people. It's hard for me. So if you see me, come up to me. Make me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so not all of us are the same. But trying something new and doing something new is not easy and it's not comfortable. And we usually settle for that. Most times our personalities, for most of us, we settle for what's easy and for what's comfortable. We're actually been trained our whole life to make things as easy as possible. You know, smartphones and apps and Amazon has made billions off of us for ease and coming the same day and the next day. My wife, Dahlia, since we came back from Zambia, she locked, she locked into one of these apps. And I don't, I'm sure you guys have known this for years, but it's kind of annoying that she got onto this app. It's called Instacart, okay? <laughs> Instacart, she's like, anytime we need food, it comes to your door. Now, I'm not used to that. I know you guys have been used to that for years, but coming back from Zambia, <laughs> we're not used to that. We just go to the market, we pick our tomatoes ourselves, and we, we, we smell it, we hit it, we, we do all that stuff. So everything that is around us with DoorDash and Uber Eats and everything is making our life as easy as possible and as comfortable as possible. And I'm not saying that's wrong before you get upset. I'm just saying that's what's happening to our situations. You know, even after COVID, it's been even easier working from home. You don't have to, you almost have, you don't have to go anywhere anymore. You can just stay in your house. Food can come to you. Groceries can come to you. Everything is so easy and comfortable. But the problem is, there's times in our life when we shouldn't settle for easy and comfortable. Because if we do that, we may miss our mission. We may miss our voyage to the unknown. The unknown. The place that we're not sure what God wants for me yet. We're not sure what's next for me yet. We don't know how to do something. But if we stay easy and comfortable, we might miss our voyage, our flight. No one likes to miss your flight. I've missed my share of flights going from 
you know, Congo to Zambia to Nigeria to Kenya, Tanzania. I've missed my share of flights running for your life trying to catch the plane and missing it. No one likes to miss your voyage, your trip, your mission. And no one likes to go on a voyage to a place that's not known, that's unknown. Where am I going? What am I going to do? It's too scary. Now, I, I don't want the unknown to be sound like mysterious, because God will make it known. But the fact is, with everything so comfortable and easy, we settle for what's not so hard. Unknown is something amazing God wants to do with us, but to be honest, we're too afraid to try. Think about it for yourself in your own mission of life. We're too afraid to try new things. We're too afraid sometimes to become that holy person or that sanctified person God wants us to be. I'm too afraid to lose something. I'm too afraid to try something. It's unknown. But we could miss our more in that journey. We could miss our life mission. So here's the encouragement I'll say to you as we're going through trying to figure out our more, our mission, and God wants us to go to the unknown voyage, the place that we're not sure we can be, that we become become place that God wants us to do something that we're not sure we can do. I'm not qualified. I'm not sure if I can. If you're sitting here saying, I'm not sure if this is for me. I've been there a hundred thousand times. But all I'm going to say is just take let's say together one step. That wasn't together. Just take one step. That's all that I think needs to happen in our step to the journey and the voyage of the unknown. Right? Abraham didn't know where he was really going. God said, go to another nation, become a blessing. And he took a step towards that. And you know the rest of the story. Just take one step. When you want to finish a huge book, how do you start? If it's a huge book, you got to read. You just start with one, one page. That's it. And the next day you could do another page or you could do a couple pages. It's just one step. It's just one page. Right now I'm writing my, my thesis for a master's of theology and the final thesis is 14,000 words like 14,000 words <laughs> 14,000 words I'm like honestly it's so daunting to try to, to write a paper 14,000 words but as you know it starts with what? an outline it starts with a paragraph it starts with a, a sentence it starts with a page it's just step by step just take one step towards something that God may want for you. Your more is in the place where you're probably most afraid. It's hard. It's, it's unknown. In the year 2000, there was a lot of people going on mission trips to Africa. And that was a time when I was transitioning between college and working as a consultant, like I told you yesterday. During that time, there was a group going to Kenya and Tanzania for two weeks. I was comfortable with my job, my journey to become partner, as we said yesterday. Um, my daily boring life, you know, I like routine, I like, and, and, but honestly, I felt God was nudging me to go on this trip, and um, I was scared out of my life. To, I was scared, I was so scared to go, and I almost backed out so many times. I went on the trip, of course, we lost our luggage, we didn't have our clothes, we didn't have, the conditions were, were terrible. Um, 
uh, even the place in Tanzania was a very primitive place because they were still building at that time in 2000 they were still building the facilities and at night you would sleep like pretty much on the floor and then you'd wake up I remember w waking up two nights that I had so much gunk in my eye I couldn't open my eye I couldn't open my eyes like there was so much it was like so I'm going on this trip I hate my life I hate the world <laughs> and I'm like <clears throat> I have to get up we're sleeping in the dirt and I can't even open my eyes and, and then the next day, they, they tell us you have to preach in front of a market of, of hundreds of people. And I'm like, not preaching in the market. I'm not doing anything. And it was, it was honestly unknown. It was scary. It was hard for me. But I, I, I was shaking the first time I had to preach and to share, like, the Bible in front of people. And it was, it was so, like, I was sweating and I was, I don't even know what I said. I probably turned people away from God, probably. <laughs> I pro I'm, I'm sure I didn't say anything that was, but it, honestly, it, it, it changed something in me that made me say, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I'm not going to be afraid anymore to take steps of anything in my life. And I'm the kind of person that doesn't want to try new things. I'm the kind of person that doesn't believe, like all my life I never believed in myself I could do anything. I'm just being honest with you. But I just felt like God nudging me, just do it anyway. It's hard. It's unknown. It's a voyage and a trip that I don't want to take. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to take a step. And through that step, God creates like this courage, this boldness, this taking you out of and showing you a step towards what you're made for, what you're designed for. You're more. But just take <clears throat> one step. A local native here from Atlanta said something very wise. You might know him. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. I love this. Just take a step. You can't see the whole journey. You can't see what God wants for you. You're not sure what's down the road for you. You're not sure. Just take a step. That's faith. That's, we, all, we said earlier in, in our workshop that I was in, we were, let's just practice our faith. We got to live out our faith. And that's taking a step, even when you don't even know how it's going to turn out. We're not supposed to know the end of our book. You might not know the next chapter of your book. But you got to take one step and one page in it today. This is the best place to start, is the first step. There's some people that did it in the Old Testament. You probably know this story very well, but I'm going to show you again. Joshua chapter 3, verse 13. It says, And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. The first step is what here, guys? What's the first step? The priests have to do what? You have to put their feet in the, in the water, then the water will stop. Isn't that weird? Like if it was you and me, we said, hey, God, can you, can you cut the water off? And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through, right? Any one of us would say, okay, God, you show me first. You show me how it's going to work. You, you, make, you give me all the details, then I'm going to walk through. That's not how it worked. It worked that put your feet in, take a step. God cuts off the water and puts it up like a heap. I know, guys, trying something new, trying something scary, trying something uncomfortable is so hard. I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100,000%. I hate trying new things. I hate even being up here today, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just to be honest with you. But I told Abuna Nate, okay, I'm going to come. I'm going to do it. But to be, I'm just being really honest with you. 
But I know that I got to keep doing these steps and you got to keep taking your steps. Because you know what? In order to grow, to be honest, this is so true in my life and I'm sure yours, you must fail. You must make mistakes. You must try and fail and make mistakes, but you're going to grow. The voyage to the unknown goes through failure. It's going to happen. You're not going to figure it all out. You're not going to know what to do. So you're off the hook. You can fail. So everyone should be ready to join, join to the next step of our mission. So I never want you to get through life and say, I wish I could have done that. I should have done that. I wanted to do that. That's the worst. Don't let that ever happen to us. Whatever that you, you feel God nudging you to do, take a step, even if you fail. There's a, a famous wise man named Master Shifu from Kung Fu Panda. You know him? <laughs> he said, if only, I love this, I saw it on the plane when I was going to Zambia. He said, if only you do what you can do, then you never be more than you are now. Let me say that again. So, so wise, right? <laughs> he says, if you only do what you can do, then you'll never be more than you are now. So if you only do what you're going to do and you're comfortable where you're at, you're never going to be more than you are right now. You're never going to be who God wants you to be. So do more than you're doing now. And then Poe the panda, you know what his response was? He said, I don't want to be more. I like who I am. He said, I don't want to be more. I like who I am. And I think we have that look. I agree with Poe the panda here. I, I like who I am too. But I would like who I am more if I'm actually what God made me to be. And I don't want you to ever be stuck because of fear. Fear is a killer of your mission. Fear, even fear of failure, will stop you from growing. We do need to take a step of courage, try new things. Even if we're not close to God spiritually, try new things in the church that church is offering. Why not? What's going to happen if you good at midnight praises or you try something new what will happen take steps you may not I didn't like going remember yesterday I told you 5 a.m. liturgies I hated them but after a while I loved them so I'm saying we will grow but we might have to fail but remember if you only do what you can do you'll never be more than you are now God has something more for us to be so like I said I know sometimes you feel inadequate. I feel like that too. I know I'm afraid sometimes to try new things. But that might keep us from moving forward our whole life. Our entire life could be afraid to take that next step. So have courage today to step into the unknown. Because here's what will happen. I'm going to give you a couple things that will happen to us as we go into the unknown. Actually, the unknown will help me to rely on God, not myself. In my comfort, who do you rely on in your comfort? In your house, with your apps, with your lifestyle, with my lifestyle, all of us, we rely on ourselves. We do everything with our own strength. But the unknown, the place where we wa God wants us to go, the mission God has for us, the design God, the painter painted for us, that gives us a chance to actually rely on God, not myself. That's, to be honest, the best place to touch God is when you can't do something yourself. If I ask someone to carry this thing, I'm sure you could. But if I ask you to carry the whole stage, I'm sure you probably couldn't. Maybe some of you could. But, you know, in general, 
when you can't carry something that's too heavy for you, then you call for help. That's my point. So when we just do what we can do, we stay actually not a chance to rely on God and to touch God. So here's my challenge for you today on this one. I challenge you to accept a mission that you can't do. I want you to to sit with the fathers and try something new at church that you can't do. Don't say, I'm good at this, let me do this. I would actually say the opposite. I would, I mean, I know it's, you can do what you're good at, but I'm just saying, try something that you don't, really, not really sure about. Try something in the church that you, you don't have the best ability and see what happens. Number two, accept to go on a mission that you're afraid to go on. And number three, spend time with God like you never did before. What's going to happen if you sit with Him longer in quiet and stillness? Or if you attend a certain service? What would happen? Whatever it may be, take the first step into the unknown and uncomfortable and see what will happen. Here's some examples of some people who went through the unknown, the challenging, and the hard. You may know that. I'm going to start reading and we can follow from there. After these things, I'm sure you know it's from Luke 10. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pay attention here. Therefore, pray to the Lord of harvest to send out labors out into his harvest. Now here's the part that's scary and unknown, and God told them, Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among what? Wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. That sounds like a really uh, intriguing, inviting mission. Jesus, where are we going? The wolves. Okay, can we bring anything with us? No. No money, no, no knapsack, no food, no sandals. Like, what are, how are they going to walk? No anything. So I'm saying to you, the 70 did something that was hard for them. Lambs among wolves? It was hard. But at the end, they got a chance to rely on God, saw Satan fall like lightning. Their names are written in the book of life, like it says in Luke 10. My point here is, they got a chance to rely on God. God didn't do that to punish them. He did that so they can rely on Him. That's what God wants us to do. Of course you can't do that. Of course you don't know how to speak. I didn't know what I was saying in, in, in Africa when I went. I had no idea. I didn't know, I, I didn't know what to do. But that gives us a chance to rely on God and not ourselves. Abraham relied on God, became a father to many nations. Joseph, in the Old Testament, relied on God through all his trauma and challenges, and he became like a light and helped save the whole world from famine, the whole world from death. Because he accepted the mission God had for him into the unknown. I keep saying unknown. It sounds like that. You guys ever watch Frozen 2? Into the unknown? So I don't know why the music team didn't sing that. Maybe after. You know, I have two kids that are young, so that's why I watch Kung Fu Panda and Frozen and all these things. Okay, I'm not ashamed of it. But anyways, back to the story. Um, so the first thing the unknown will do is help me to rely on 
on God, not myself. Okay? The second thing the unknown will do when it's hard, it'll actually help, help me discover my life mission. You, you know, the funny thing is, we always say, God, show me what you want from my life and help me to do what you called me to do. And then when it becomes hard, I say, no, 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 I can't. I can't manage. I'm saying in that unknown, in the difficult, in the uncomfortable, that's probably where you're going to discover what you're made for. I promise you. That's probably where, usually when things are hard, we kind of back out. We're kind of trained. No, 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 that's a bit too much. That's a bit too much time. That's a bit too much. What I'm saying to you is, that's the place we're going to discover our life mission. I don't want you to wait for the end of your life to begin it. I promise you, let's not delay any further. We're here in this conference. We might as well begin our life mission. Don't wait for the end of your life and say, now it's time that I want to do so and so. No. It's time for us to do the greatest mission ever. Maybe the hardest, most difficult, most scary, but to be a vessel to bring God's children back to Him. To be a vessel to bring God's children back to Him is a great honor and blessing. It's hard, but just take a step into the unknown. And there's times when it's going to be rough and hard, and sometimes it's going to be easy. And when you're in the rough point, I don't want you to get discouraged because that's just God doing His thing. Like in John 15, I know no one likes to read these, these verses, but I wanted to read these verses because I know that it, look, our journey into the unknown, uncomfortable, sometimes has its ups and downs. I am the vine, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, that it be, may bear more fruit. Sometimes we go through whatever we go through, not because God is punishing us, but God is pruning us. He's working on us. He's building us. It's not going to be always like up. Like I can tell you my journey through the mission I've been, I've, it was never just like this. It was, it was ups and downs, but God was, was, was taking me to my life mission. But he pruned me so many times. So I want to tell you that, yes, the unknown and uncomfortable is not easy, but God is, at the end, that's the most important part. It says what? To bear more fruit. So he's going to do whatever he can to make each one of us bear more fruit. So I know it, I kind of made it sound difficult, and, 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 but it's not like that. Um, you're probably thinking to yourself, is there an app that can help me get through something like this? There's no app that can get you through that, not yet. <laughs> but the unknown helps me to rely on God, not myself, to discover my life mission. And I would say number three here is to make me resilient. And I'm going to say something, but don't ever be offended what I say, okay? I'm just saying this from my heart. I feel that this generation, our generation, sometimes needs to learn how to be resilient. Let me, let me define resilience so just we're on the same page. It's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness, to spring back into shape, to reset and don't give up, to restart without getting discouraged, to cope with challenges, to bounce back. Sometimes when it's hard, give up. Say, I can't. I tried. I can't do it. Resilience, that unknown, that uncomfortable, is going to teach you how to bounce back up, to recover, to reset, to keep fighting through. There has to be a resilience in order for us to get to our life mission. There's, there's got to be resilience to keep going when it's hard. Because if it was, if it was easy, everybody would, would have already done it. 
But I can tell you, we need to have a little bit of resilience. Some people claim that this generation and the next is weak and sensitive, can't handle adversity. I disagree. I disagree. I don't think this generation is weak. I don't think this generation can't overcome adversity. If we have Christ with us, we have a great beautiful church like we do, we're going to be resilient. Our church is resilient from its core, from the time in Egypt and all the things that they, they faced. We still have that same way in us now. It is a time though, let's be honest, when everyone is sensitive to even a small correction or difficulty. Like I know nowadays, coming back to America, any small correction, people are oversensitive. That's true. Yes, we're in a time when everything is made much easier through technology. That's true. We're in a time when we want, and this is something that someone told me recently, our money to work for us, not us work for our money. Have you heard that before? That's new to me. So they, I came back from America to America and people said, Abuna, we don't, we don't work hard for our money. Our money works for us. I was like, please tell me how you're doing that. I would like to know. Like, give me the secrets. Yes, we're in a time when our money is working for us. <laughs> Things are much easier. People are more sensitive. But I think that leaves more time and more room for a great chance to amplify the mission of the apostles. I know that sounds backwards. But if everything is, more, you're saving more time, right, with all these things? I feel there's more time. But we must be resilient. And I really believe we have to put this and ingrain this in our mind, in our heart. Don't ever take the easy way. Don't ever take the easy way. I know, it's, I know in life we're, we're trained to be comfortable and take it easy. But that's not what's going to get this mission done. God has us on a mission to return His children back to Him. To connect His children back to Him. That's our mission as a church. And by the way, I told you yesterday, every one of you has a part in this mission. There's not one person in this place that doesn't have a part. But we can't take the easy way. I know that the way we've been raised is our money is working for us. Someone has to still explain that later on to me what that means. But difficulties will come. When difficulties come, you know what we do? When challenges come, we embrace them. We rely on God to get through them. We lean on the church to fight through it. We don't take the easy way. Because in the hard way is a great, great mission. In the unknown, the uncomfortable, in the hard, there's a great, great, beautiful mission God has for us. You know, in the culture of Egypt or even Zambia, they faced adversity and challenges and persecution but they don't run away from the heart they embrace it and to be honest in Egypt and I'm just saying Egypt and Zambia because those are the places that I, I visited very strong Orthodox Christians very strong and faithful but it's they didn't take the easy way they fight through and 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 God has made them stronger I don't want our generation. I don't want to hear that America can't be like that. I don't want to hear that everything's just easy and handed and we take the we take the comfortable easy. I don't want to hear that because I don't think that's us. I don't think just chatting with you yesterday and today I don't I don't feel that here at all. I feel that God is building us to be resilient. 
Even when you take a most precious diamond, how is a diamond the most beautiful and the most precious? It's when it's under what? Heat, under pressure, and when it's cut. Think about that for a second. A diamond, when it's the most beautiful, to make it the most beautiful, has to be under pressure, under heat, and to be cut. I'm not saying... I think that sometimes we're going to be under pressure. Sometimes we're going to be under heat. But that's to make us the beautiful diamonds that we are. It's not to go backwards and say, no, I can't, I don't want, I'm not sure, there's no way, I'm not good enough. And trust me, guys, I've said that a billion times, I can't, I'm not sure, it's not for me. But that's not how a beautiful diamond is made. And you can even see in, in, in 1 Peter, it's similar concept here, 1 Peter 1, 7. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Through the fire, your faith is made stronger to praise Him, to glorify Him. Don't run away from hard. Don't run away from challenges. Don't take the easy way. Not for the mission of God. Not for the mission of God. It's going to take people who are resilient to get us where God wants us to be. To get our church where God wants it to be. So let's keep praying for that. So what's our response to challenges? What's your response when you're faced with a challenge? Think about that for a second. What's your response when you're faced with challenges? I'm going to tell you two examples, but they're not people. The first one is a willow tree. Do you know a willow tree demonstrates resilience and flexibility? When it's coming in high winds, the high winds of the storm actually make the tree stronger. So when you see the tree enduring, it actually goes stronger. And even more than the willow tree, the oak tree actually is really, really interesting during the winter, a harsh winter. Do you know what happens to the roots of a tree, of an oak tree during winter? What happens to the roots? They go what? They go deeper. That's right. They go deeper and stronger through a storm. That's the response. Is that we don't just fold. We go stronger and deeper and we hold on more to, to our, our Lord. And hold on more. And that's the endurance. Not to give up so easily. Look, your life is going to have many unknowns. Many things that are going to challenge you. Do more than what you're doing now because that's how you become how God wants you to be. Here's the truth. And I want to say this clearly. I'm going to repeat this. The hard road becomes the easy road and the easy road becomes hard. Okay, what does that mean? Another parable. What does that mean? What does that mean? What's the hard road becomes the easy road? What I'm saying is if you choose this hard road, if you choose to be resilient, you choose to embrace the unknown, the uncomfortable in your churches, to try a new mission in your church, to try a new mission outside of the walls of your church, to try that and to not just be afraid of every, everything that's there. If you can't sing, or you can't preach, or you can't teach, or you can't do whatever you can't do, if you decide to keep going and ask to rely on God and to, and to, and, and to lean on Him, that hard road becomes actually an easy road. And then the vice versa, if we decide, hey, hey, Abuna, you are the priest and you are the missionary and you and the bishops and the fathers, they do their thing, but I'm not good at this. And, I'm not, and if you choose not 
to try something challenging, hard, for the kingdom, for God's glory, you'll find yourself in the hard road. The hard road actually becomes the easy road. The easy road becomes the hard road. And that is the truth. In 2014, it was the toughest year to date of my life. I was in Africa, and from the beginning of the year until the end of the year, the entire year, I was sick with different sicknesses. I had malaria two or three times. I had typhoid and malaria. I had infections. I had fungal infections. I had bacterial infections. I had shingles. I had, um, I had every single, every, every, every couple of weeks, people have to, I had like one of those IVs permanently in my body, <laughs> always. And I was like, God, like, what are you trying to do? Like, am I going to, even to Sony Dali would say, sometimes at night she would lean over to see if I'm still breathing. I was like, it's, it was that bad. It was one of those years. And then <laughs> at the end of the year, um, you remember in Liberia, what happened with Liberia with all the, um, the diseases there? Then I was told you should go. I was like, I can't go anymore. I'm not going anywhere. Um, but back to the point. That year was the hardest year of my life to date, but it was the best year of my life to date. I learned through my sickness, honestly, I'm just sharing this because I want to share with you and I want you to share with me. I learned in my sickness how to have compassion on those around me who are going through things. After that year, when I would look around at people, I'd say, my heart would go out to them. I'll be more sympathetic. I'll be more trying to understand them. And I feel like God was doing this this whole year, the hard road, the challenging thing. Why are you doing this to me, God? It's too hard for me. I think he did all that so he can change something in me so I can have compassion on his people. Truly. And the hard road became the blessed road. I didn't want it. But I know I needed it. We need it, guys. We need sometimes the unknown, the uncomfortable, the challenging. So let's ask ourselves. Here's the next steps for us. I want you to write these down if you can or, or write them in your phone or take a picture at the end. There's going to be a few of them. But here's your, your, your part. What are some of the things that you keep saying no to? What are some things that someone is asking you to do and you keep saying, no, no, I can't do that, Abuna, or I can't do that so-and-so. I can't, I can't. What are some things, ask honestly, that maybe now it's time to say yes to? What are some things in church you were asked to do and said no? What are some things that you want to do but too afraid to take a step? That's a good one. What are some things you wanted? I, I always wanted to go here on this, and I always wanted to do this. Hey, don't keep saying that the rest of your life. Take a step. Take a step. What are some things outside the church that I think I would be uncomfortable to do, but I need to do? Are there some, is there something that needs to be done outside the church? Outside the church walls that it's uncomfortable to do? There's different things that maybe God is asking you to do. Of course, here's the biggest answer that people told me so far since I came back from, from Zambia. Abuna, I want to, but I have no, no time. I want to know if that's the answer we're going to keep saying the rest of our life. I have no time. Who does have time then? 
Who has time for this mission? Who has time? Someone's got to have time. It's us. I know it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable in this voyage into the unknown. But how are you going to ever rely on God, not yourself? Last thing I want to share with you is people always ask me the question, how did you ever get to be a missionary priest in Zambia for 14 years? How did that start? I want to tell you the, the, the brief story of it in two minutes, but this has nothing to do with your story. Your story is your story. The reason I'm telling you my story because it's my story. I'm sharing with you. But I want you to know that your story is not my story. My story is not your story. But the reason I'm sharing is just to know that there is something for you. And to be honest, I went on many mission trips to Africa. In 2006, I went with to Sony Dahlia. At, like that was the first, I was married in 2005. We went in 2006 for two weeks. Amazing trip. So when we came back, we considered going for three months to stay for three months and then come back. So when I called His Grace Bishop Paul, I said, can we come for three months? And we, would, we wanted to do some mission there. He said, no, you can't come. I said, why? Say it now. What's the problem? We just want to come for three months and serve. He said, you're not coming for three months. He said, you're coming to be a priest and stay with us. I said, hello? <laughs> Honestly, I thought he was joking. I said, no, Sayyidina, that's okay, you know. <laughs> How about six months, Sayyidina? I can stay six months. Um, so pretty much at the end of the call, I said, no, I can't come. And then he said something very wise before I got off the phone. He said, okay, no problem. Just pray and fast for three weeks and let me know what God says to you about it. I said, okay, great, it's easy. I'm going to pray and fast for three weeks. I'm going to call him back and say, sorry, God told me. God told me it wasn't for me. And honestly, that's exactly what I said. But I did what he said. First day, I'm, not, I'm going to tell you, I wrote it down because I wanted, you guys are not going to believe. First day, after praying and fasting, the first day, the first verse was Luke 18, 22. Sell all you have, give to the poor, and come and follow me. You know what I said? That's coincidence. <laughs> I was, I said, I said, oh, that's just, that's not, okay, that's fine. It's just one day, it's one day. Second day, Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3. Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, and go to a land which I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those, and so forth. Um, my heart started beating fast. I said, maybe. Third day, true story. Go to church. Bible study. Father Anthony Mesa started a Bible study on the life of Abraham. And that's why I, like, His Grace gave me a chance to choose my name. I chose Abraham because I felt like Abraham was coming every day to me. You're not going to believe on day four what the verse was. It was um, Hebrews 11.8. This is a true story. I'm not lying to you. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he received as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he is going. Do you think I had a choice to go to Zambia or not? <laughs> didn't have a choice. I didn't want to do it. I honestly, people said, no, you, I didn't want to do it. Actually, Tosoni Dahlia knew before me to go. And I'm like, no, you can go then by yourself. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not going. I'm not going. 
So, <clears throat> I, I just want to tell you, I was afraid. I didn't want to. But I felt like, in the unknown, I discovered myself. I discovered my mission. It was hard. It was challenging. And like I said, my story is not your story, but take it into your own context. Take the step that you need to take. To take the next step in front of you, whatever that may be. Don't be afraid of hard. Don't be afraid of uncomfortable. Don't be afraid it might take some more time. Because the truth is this, your more is probably in the unknown. It's there. Each of us have our own voyage. It's not comfortable. It's not easy. But I want you to pray the rest of this weekend. I want you to say, God, lead me to my more and don't let me be afraid to take a step into the unknown, the uncomfortable, because you'll find something unbelievable. Take a step to the unknown, the uncomfortable because you'll find something unbelievable pray to take one step this weekend glory be to God forever amen thank you, father for this beautiful and challenging picture but i have one question